Let's go check in with former Steelers running back Merrill Haas. He joins us each and every week on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour. And we always start our conversations, Merrill, talking about the Lions and start to finish against Jacksonville, uh, scoring on every possession, something that is very rare in the NFL. And if you take away that 28-25 Thanksgiving Day loss to the Bills, this team uh, would be on a five-game win streak. They're now favored against 10-2 and two Minnesota on Sunday in Detroit on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board playing as good a football as anybody right now in the NFL. Well, I, I agree with um, your assessment 100%. It's actually a tribute to, you know, the entire organization. I, I mean, I know what it, it takes within an organization as, as a player, coach, administrator to hang with, you know, um, such tough losses that they had. You know, you, 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 you can revisit the last year and a half, all the games that they were right there. And it wasn't that they got beat as they beat themselves, you know, rather it was a busted coverage or a, um, a mistake on the offense, um, um, inconsistencies in scoring territory to see that all that transformation change to see where they are today. Um, is actually, it's good for football. It's good for the NFL um, to see it. And when you, you look at them, as a team, okay, they're as good as any team, AFC and NFC. When you look at their offense, their offense is, is as complete and as versatile as any offense in football. That means Philadelphia, Kansas City, Buffalo, you know, pick the best ones that you that you believe are. And this is how I look at it. I, I, I study the whole league. I don't just study the Lions and Steelers and that's it. So I compare them to what other offenses are doing, Cincinnati's offense. When you look at an offense, this is what it takes to win a championship. Okay, you have to have a lot of phases to your offense. You can't be one-dimensional. And that means even, let's say you had a lot of phases in your passing game, but you have no running attack. At some point, that deficiency is probably going to get exposed. Um, let's say you run the football a lot, but you're deficient in the passing game, i.e. the Ravens, you're going to get exposed. Um, they don't have deficiencies. You know, their blend of offense, uh, in fact, it was interesting, you know, studying them against Jacksonville. Um, it was probably the first game I can remember them playing in the last year and a half since Dan Campbell has taken over, where they started out on first and 10 in a variety of ways. Now, they used to start out first and 10, we're going to run the ball all the time. You know, then second and 10, we're going to try to follow that up and then try to keep a manageable third down and get that. Well, shoot, now they line up from first and 10, you might get – you might get a passing look to come at you. They might do that for a couple of downs, you know, to wherever that takes them. Um, well, they might run it. I mean, and how they go about running it, it's going to be different. You know, strong side, weak side, passing game. You could be short, intermediate, vertical. You know, like, you know, Jared Goff has never played this good of football, not even when they went to the Super Bowl with the Rams. He's not. He's never played like this, um, which is a credit to him and his resiliency to, you know, stay with it. Um so it's exciting to see. You know, I, I'm I'm hopeful that they they can win through win out, and they win out. You know, I don't think there's any doubt they make the playoffs, um, and they have the team to do it, and that should be their expectations. Um, I remember in 1989, we uh, I was playing with the Steelers at the time. We had probably the worst start in the history of football. Like we got beat 91 to 10 in our first two games. Okay, um, we were laughing stop at a stock of the National Football League. Then we got to the point where we kind of. We won a couple, we lost one, lost one, and we got ourselves in a position where Chuck Noll walked in, raced the board where all the you know, our games are and all our stats are. He wiped the board clean. He put the four teams that were left to play 
He's like, you beat these four, you're in the playoffs. And he narrowed this, you know, our vision down. Um, and I will tell you this, and we'd already gotten to where we were starting to believe in ourselves. We changed things around and we ended up making it to the playoffs that year. You know, went to the Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, magical things can happen at this point, you know, and this is not like, um, and I would say overall, they're playing better football consistently than we were. You know, I really like what they do offensively. Their, their blend is awesome. Um, what they're doing defensively, I'm telling you, it's like, I don't think I've ever seen a team transition in a season quite like the Lions have. You know, their defense, their, their front seven has been outstanding. Their back ends complemented that. Um, it's just, as a whole, they're just, they're just really playing champion style football. So not, not shocked that they're favored. You know, now that, that's a different burden, you know, now when you're expected to win, you know, and, and that's a pretty quick turnaround from, you know, trying to win to win in a few consistently not being expected to win. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they handle this Sunday, but they keep playing like they are and they keep growing. Um, they will, and they, they are, they are better than the Vikings. They, they bring more to the table than, than the Vikings bring as a team, but it'll be a close game. It's not like they're going to blow them out. I mean, this, this, especially a divisional opponent, I don't care what your record is. Divisional opponents are just it's a different beast, but It'll be a good game, and I think that uh, that that stadium, I don't know if that stadium will be as as electric as it has probably been in several years. So it should be a lot of fun. You know, I was there for the Jacksonville game last week, and I was stunned. There wasn't an empty seat. It was loud uh, start to finish. And, you know, the Lions from 1-6, and and they look like uh, at the time they were the worst team in the NFL. And that transformation in season, and it's twofold. Uh, the offense, maximizing your talent, as you mentioned. And, and the most important thing, I think, why they are 4-1 and one in their last five, Merrill, is the defense. They injected all that youth uh, onto the field. Uh, they sat down some veterans. And their defense, I think, has been top 10 in the league uh, during this 4-1 and one stretch. Yeah, well, that, that wouldn't be surprising. I mean, I, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't let stats drive me, you know, but stats can confirm what I see visually. There's no doubt what they're doing defensively. Because um, their offense is playing so well, kind of gets forgotten. What they do, what their front seven is doing against the run and getting pressure on the quarterback, as just from that perspective, as good as anybody in football. What they're doing on the back end and how they're complementing that is as good as anybody in football. Uh, it's a complete antithesis of what... You know, I can think of a few games that they lost specifically due to just busted coverages, you know, last year and this year early on, you know, and how out of sync they were, um, not just in the secondary, but as a defense. And um, that is that has clearly changed um, drastically. I mean, they play championship defense. There's no doubt about that. You know, Merrill, you mentioned that they're better than the Vikings, yet you look at the Vikings and you see their lead offensive weapons uh, with Cook, with Thalen, with Jefferson, and the former uh, Lions tight end T.J. Hawkinson, they got Kirk Cousins, who's you know in the upper half of QBs in the NFL. Why are the Lions better, and why in the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board are they favored to win on Sunday? Well, you know, I actually think their passing game is a little more complete. You know, that's then that's what gets lost, in, and I think well, not think Jared Goff's playing better. I mean, Kirk Cousins did not play that well. Has not played that well the last couple of weeks. Um, he's been very erratic and, you know, missed a lot of a lot of throws. Um, do they have the playmakers that you just mentioned? I'm sure they do. Um, would you say the Lions have playmakers that people know? No. But they got playmakers. 
Okay, I mean, you better walk 14 to wear you out, okay? I don't care who's covering him. That guy got their hands full. You know, 14's probably, um, you know, um, probably one of the most improved wide receivers I've seen in football, you know, and what he has been able to do. How their offensive line plays, the protection they're getting. Um, I think all of those things favor the Lions in this one. And, and honestly, um, Goff, the way he's played compared to Cousins over the last month, has been superior. Um, and that needs to, that's needs to continue. Um, but if it's continued, then, you know, they're going to, they, they have, they'll be able to control this game like they have really done for the most part. You know, even in the Buffalo game, it wasn't like they're ever so far out of it, you know, that breaks had to get them back in it. Um, so they keep doing that and defensively controlling the line of scrimmage. I say it all the time, you know, offensive, offense, if the offense will control the line of scrimmage, you're going to win games. If the defense controls the line of scrimmage, you're going to control your opponent. So when, you both, when both of them are doing that, and that's ultimately what they've been doing in this last five weeks, you know, you're going to be there right at the end. I don't care who you play. I don't care who you play. I don't care where you play. If you keep doing that. You know, one thing about the Lions, too, and he got a few stabs, but uh, the deep threat of Jamison Williams. You talk about yeah. adding another piece uh, to an offense, like you mentioned, playing as good as anybody in the league right now. I'll be curious if they held on to those plays for the Minnesota game on Sunday. So Lions trending in the right direction. Merrill Hodge, former Steelers running back, former insider on the NFL Breakdown Show on ESPN, joins us every week on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour uh, here on the huge show across Michigan. I know Baker Mayfield, the way he played last night, uh, that win hurt the Lions because they got uh, the Rams' number one pick in the Stafford deal. I just want to get your thoughts on Mayfield and what he did on less than 48 hours uh, with the playbook, with the team, with the Rams. Everybody said uh, he was done. He had nothing left in the tank. And what he did last night with his team down 16-3 was a borderline NFL miracle. Maybe uh, as much on Mayfield's uh, performance, but also the poor coaching on the Raiders' side. Well, it's usually a mixture. You know, I, I think it's a, it's credit for, you know, everybody, you know, a comment was made, you know, you know, it looks like you don't need training camp, mini camp. Okay, Baker Mayfield has been playing all year long. Okay, so don't, let's not act like he hasn't played all year long. Now, it's a whole different story if he just came off the street and did that. He's been playing all year long. So um, let's not discredit the, the value being seasoned, how you have to play. What the real, probably the, the greatest story in that thing is how they were able to maximize whatever they could in the playbook in 48 hours, what he could really grasp and that you felt comfortable in calling, um, which probably speaks to a couple of things. Sometimes you overthink things and you overcoach things, you know, you, you trick yourself versus, um, and I'll tell you this, I played for Chuck Dole and there was, I bet you 90% of what we did every Sunday, they knew we were going to do. And we're so good at it, you aren't going to be able to stop us. And that's kind of how, you know, that's like, listen, everybody, there's, like the Lions, they don't switch, they don't change their complete offense and walk in and play. You know, the Vikings are going to have a pretty good idea what they do. Okay. Um, the Lions have got a pretty good idea what the Minnesota Vikings do. And out there in the division, it's really critical. You try to create a couple of wrinkles, break a tendency to make you leave, maybe get you an explosive play. But at the end of the day, you got to execute the things you've been doing all year long. So it was a credit to what they, whatever they could take from the playbook 
and he was able to um, have some, some – keep in mind, he has experience in this league. So, you know, it's just about understanding the language and transitioning or transi- translating the language into things that he's already been running. They just call it a little differently. It wasn't like these are new plays or he never thrown a fade or he never thrown a dig or a post. I mean, he's been doing all of that. Um, it's, it's how they were able to create a game plan for him and terminology-wise so that you could execute quickly. You know, that was probably, that was the most impressive part of part of what they did. And, you know, those plays that, um, uh, you know, it's good for Baker. You know, Baker's been running around. I like him coming out of Oklahoma. Um, but he has, you know, his, his deficiencies of being able to throw the football consistently down the field and outside the numbers became an issue all of a sudden. You know, you could tell, and he just couldn't make throws. I mean, he was—you could tell his body; he was hesitant to make throws. And gosh, when you're in that position, it's hard to hard to win in the National Football League when you have those limitations. Um, you know, like two is going through that. I mean, people are starting to figure him out. That you know, you take that square box away inside the numbers, and in 15 yards, you force him outside the numbers and down the field and reset his feet. He's a whole different guy. But that's how he was in Alabama. You know, he was—he struggled, really struggled throwing the football in those situations. And people are forcing him into that, you know. And so it would be interesting to see how that goes. But it was it was good to see, you know, what they did, you know, and, and how he did it. And, you know, it sure made it for an interesting game when it looked like it was going to be a dud. Yeah, and, uh, you know, man coverage at the end by the Raiders. They, they didn't trust that Mayfield uh, could get the ball off or get it there. So it's the NFL. Anything can happen uh, on any given day. Merrill Hodge, former Steelers running back, he joins us every week on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Good stuff as always today, Merrill. Enjoy the football this weekend, and we'll talk next week. You got it, pal. Take All right, care, Mer- yeah, Merrill, yeah, Merrill Hodge checking in.